So how you been? You want to catch up a little bit and let people know what the hell's been going on? Because it's well, been a month and some time. It's been a little over a month. Uh, it's been a very, very uh, crazy four or five weeks. Um, I am trying to find a better balance between work life and home life. Uh, work has been a little all-consuming over last month. Well, actually, probably the last few months. Um, but what's ended up happening is by the time Friday rolls around, I am just wiped out. So, yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, and I think part of it is I am going to have to start doing a little bit of work. Um, there's some certification courses I have to get done. I know I'm way behind, um, but. I think if I can actually, strangely enough, if I can start doing a little bit of that on the weekends and not worry about it during the work week, it might actually yeah. level out the uh, peaks and valleys during the work week for me. Um, yeah. And then I feel a little bit more, uh, I'm not as mentally wiped out come Friday or Saturday. So I think by doing that, I think I can focus on other things outside of work just a bit more. I think that might actually kind of help because what happens is, is, I actually heard a very, very good analogy about this the other day, about the difference between introverts and extroverts. And I think the way they explained it is, when an introvert goes to a party, and there's a lot of people, whether they know that person or not, at that party, as they walk around and talk to people, they actually um, get spoons. Like, people will give them spoon. It feeds them. It gives them energy. Whereas an introvert walks into a party, with a handful of spoons, and by the time they leave the party, they've handed them all out, like they've given them away. And so you're basically, you've run out of, you've given, you've actually fed everybody else your energy that you walked into that room with. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you're any less of a people person, that you don't less, that you don't like socializing. You actually enjoy meeting new people. It's just, it has to do with I think the volume of the crowd and your how much energy you are at, like just kind of your, <laughs> where's your battery level at that point of the day? And it was this perfect analogy of how, um, kind of how my introverted mind works. And um, someone was mentioning it, actually, actually kind of teased me about it yesterday at work. Uh, we were chatting online and uh, my branch chief has been over the last mm, couple of years, not so much with COVID last summer, but once um, the restrictions started to ease up just a little bit and people started to get vaccinated, we got back into this habit of meeting once a month, uh, just a mile down the road from me at a park. It's an open air park. So, yeah. you know, we're not in a confined space and people were still slightly distanced, but um, but every time he's sent out an invite, I, I have gone to every single one except one. And a coworker of mine was teasing me about it. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, I've gone to every single one of these. He's like, yeah, but you're usually one of the first people to leave. I said, yes, <laughs> because I've given away all my spoons. I said, it doesn't mean I don't love seeing you guys. I said, I, there are people I haven't seen. I just went this past Thursday, two days ago. And it was wonderful. I saw people there I have not seen since last March or April of last year. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was so good to see coworkers, my teammates, 
um, to finally meet people who have been hired onto our team that were yeah. hired during COVID. So we've never met in person. And, uh, and I, just, I had to remind this guy who's very much an extrovert. I said, you have to understand. I said, I love going to these. I love seeing people. And I said, but you also understand that once it gets up to a certain volume of people, one, it becomes a little overwhelming for me. It doesn't mean I hate being around people. I still love being around everybody. I said, but the energy it takes for me to be social, even seeing people that I know and love, it, I'm, I'm feeding people my spoons rather than getting spoons from people. I'm not getting fed yeah. by people. So my, my basically my battery drains <laughs> faster than anyone's, whereas his gets filled from going to things like that. He's like, oh, I know, I know. He goes, I understand. He goes, like, I just love giving you shit about it. I'm like, all right, well, enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I've gone to every single one of these, I think with the exception of one. You know, so, uh, you know, our boss is there, his boss is there, people from across the branch are there, people I've never met. So it's, it's a nice way to kind of slowly get back into socializing um, as mm -hmm. we come out of the you know the restrictions and the rigor of of covid and all the guidelines we've had to live with over the last year but um, well unless you live in florida then you, know, you haven't <laughs> had texas. to deal with that at all <laughs> or texas well, yep oh god dear texas yes um yeah. yeah we have family and friends that live there and uh you know it's of course obviously i have family and friends that live in florida too so Oh, Lord. But anyway, so. So, your topic, madam. Let's, get, topic. let's just cut to the chase. Let's just move right into this. So, uh, gosh, I think there's about a month, maybe about a month, month and a half ago. I do not know how I stumbled across this. Uh, it might have been something that showed up like in my Instagram feed because we all know our phones listen to us. And I must have been either talking or searching online something about you know art art therapy painting maybe some basic painting courses because uh as you and many of my friends and family know in my previous life i was a really decent artist and i love to draw i love to paint i was very much into charcoals and acrylics um uh i've been trying to teach myself over the last year or two to work with watercolors um but i stumbled across an article about something called intuitive painting and it was very intriguing. And I just thought, well, this is interesting. So I started to read more about it. And um, it's almost like my interpretation of intuitive painting is almost like creative writing. Um, and I don't know if you ever did this in school. I remember a couple of schools that I went to as I was growing up, uh, either in my English class or maybe in some other class. Um, uh, there's, it's like um, stream of consciousness to writing where I actually remember I'd have been my sixth or seventh grade teacher. She would actually time us and she'd say, okay, we're gonna do say like increments of 30 seconds. And what you do once she, you put pen to paper or pencil to paper and she would start the timer and you would just keep writing for 30 seconds. And it was literally whatever came to your mind went down on paper. And even if you thought you had a writer's block or you couldn't think of anything, you would start writing letters of the alphabet, A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, la, 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 until like a new stream of, of thought came through. But the intent was just to keep writing and just 
um, it's almost a way of exercising your brain and creativity and creative thought. Yeah. And then what they used to do <clears throat> is they used to increase the time amount. And I remember at some point, I think we got up to like a couple minutes, which and I remember thinking, I'm not going to be able to write about something for two to three minutes nonstop. You would be amazed at how quickly it goes by. And so to kind of parallel that with art, intuitive painting is almost the same thing. It's you get your screen or your palette, you get your paints out, all your brushes, and you can use anything you want. You can use sponges or flat brushes or even like paint brushes for your house. Or um, I've even seen people use paper towels that they want up just to kind of create texture. But the whole point is, is there are no mistakes. There are no rules. There is no right or wrong to it. But once you start putting paint to, you know, to, to screen or to, to the paper, you just keep going and keep going. And you just, you don't inhibit yourself. You don't stop yourself. And you, you just allow yourself to, you could even just start, you could just do one whole color uh, across an entire palette and then stand back and like, okay, what other color do I want to do? But the whole point of it is, is to kind of, again, similar to with um, stream of consciousness writing, it's allowing yourself to retrain your brain and kind of get those creative cog, you know, the, the wheels spinning more. Um, you know, we've talked about left side versus right side of the brain, but there's so much to um, art therapy that is so beneficial and so helpful. And it does not matter how good you are. Um, art, as you know, is very, very subjective, whether it's painting or drawing, photography. Yes, there are some rules and some guidelines to help you do things better. Um, as you know, there are so many really good photographers out there who are able to say, if this is the kind of thing you do, if you do like more urban or street photography, here's how to better frame your subjects or to use light or texture to give yeah. your photograph depth and subject. And just, it makes it, um, kind of meteor, like the subject matter kind of tends to really bounce off um, off the page at you. And the intent with intuitive painting is the kind of the same premise. You're using it as a tool to almost like journaling. <laughs> In fact, there's one of the articles yeah. I came across and said it's it's almost a way of journaling your thoughts because you can use any brush, any color, any style, and you're just getting things out onto paper. Um, I came across a bunch of websites. I came across this one website. I think it's uh, it's called Whole Heart, um, H-W-O-L-E-H-E-A-R-T.com.au. And I think, is that Australia? Is .com.au Australia? AU is Australia. Yeah, okay. AU is Australia. That's, okay, that's what I thought. Um, so it's wholeheart.com.au. And there's... Uh, a page on there called what is intuitive painting <clears throat> and I couldn't find the author of this um, but all credit goes to this web page and it says intuitive painting is an opportunity to explore the inner self through the creative process in a safe critic free environment it is not a painting technique or method um, it's basically to kind of your own finding out what your own creative process is uh, and you're just but in the meantime letting go of, of 
any methods of control or trying to do something expertise, you know, from the from the get go. Um, it's too. Yeah. It sounds like you're putting the technical aside. Very much so. And then just going with how it feels. I used to do the same thing when I was playing drums. I'd start off with a simple 4-4 beat and see where that would take me. Exactly. Whether it was whether it was on on the on the beat or if I just started to slip up, little things, little deviations would mm -hmm. take me someplace else. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's I can understand that. Um, principle and concept it's like freeform expression <clears throat> in exactly. whatever medium you want to use whether it's uh, you know it, you can you can do it to like rappers or um, you know beat poets artists uh, singers you know painters people um, photographers musicians it's really that freeform flow it's like okay I've got some basic skill set now but I am going to use this medium of choice to express things however I want to and it could literally mm -hmm. be just a canvas with a bunch of, um, you know, gradations of blues, you know, or maybe you're really into this place where bright colors really appeal to you. And that's what makes you happy. So you've got oranges and reds and pinks and yellows and even some you know, bright Kelly greens, like things that just this is my mode of expression. Um, yeah. But it, it's it really goes a step further and and kind of where I want to go a little bit with this is intuitive painting, I think really walks hand in hand with art therapy. I think because it can be such, and there's, I actually stumbled across a ton of actual, of um, um, uh, scholarly articles that I talked about, uh, and we'll get to that a little bit more in a minute, but I think intuitive painting and art therapy really are two sides of the same coin. And let's say, say I talk about it's a, the same article on wholeart.com. Um, no, you know, of course, no prior painting experience is necessary. This is really, it's focusing on your mindfulness, it's creative permission, it's the act of spontaneous expression. Um, it can be used to be enlightening, invigorating, very moving, it can be playful, it can be fun, it'd be cathartic. Through the painting process, we learn to acknowledge that anything that comes up is coming up to be healed, which was a very, very intriguing thought for me. I, I actually bought a book. I think I may have showed it to you. Um, the There's an artist named Zola Boley, uh, B-O-W, uh, Flora Boley, not Zola, Flora Boley, B-O-W-L-E-Y. Um, and I actually bought one of her books and it's called Brave Intuitive Painting. And I've read it all the way through twice. <laughs> and so, um, but what she talks about, she says, I believe creativity has the power to awaken, empower, heal, and transform. And I know deep down in my bones that creative expression is a crucial part of holistic well-being. And I yeah. just, that's so identified with me. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it's, it's also a very meditative process. Very, very. It focuses... It focuses you on focuses you on something, and that takes away from you thinking about whatever has been bothering mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's there. It's therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Well, it's that's it's like meditation. And it, you you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the same. Th um, several uh, authors um, and websites that I went to all said, you know, regardless of what you do, regardless of anything else, the first thing you should do before you start painting is meditate. 
you know, go to a happy place in your house, whether it's, you know, like maybe your back porch where you're, say, if you've got like a nice big backyard, you've got a lot of nature around you, um, or maybe it's just like a quiet place in your bedroom or still place. If you have, if you live by a lake or near the beach, go someplace that allows you to quiet your mind to kind of really um, get out of more of a um, binding environment, like your office setting <laughs> or yeah. something that's not noisy or something that allows you to kind of tune out the world and, and meditate. And that's the first thing they talk about is if you meditate and you really allow your brain to kind of be open to, you know, the kind of letting your creative juices flow. Um, I think that's just, it was, it's just so intriguing to me that that's the first thing that several of these uh, authors and artists talk about. Yeah. Meditation is very, very powerful. People, some people poo poo it and it's like, oh, I don't want to meditate. It's like, have you ever tried it? No, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, you know, it's a way of calming you down, lessening your anxiety, learning how to deal with your anxiety. Right. Uh, learning how to deal with your temper. Right. You know, when, when I get stressed out at work, when there's something that's happened, I go for a walk and I meditate. And mm -hmm. I try to clear my head. And, right. you know, some people recite mantra. Some people just listen to their breathing and try to control their breathing. Mm -hmm. Some people do both. Um, and you can, you know, whatever can take your mind off of it, then you could you know, use that as your mantra. I mean, hell, you could use, I am one with the force, the force is with me. <laughs> exactly. That's a mantra that you could do. You could walk around. And you're going to concentrate on that. And whatever's bothering you at that time, may go away so yeah meditation is a wonderful wonderful practice it really is and i use a couple of meditation apps sometimes i'll use it most of the time i use them at night to kind of calm my mind because through the day because of the work that i do it can be extremely stressful um, and again i tend to use a lot of my energy by the end of my work day so come say four or five, six in the evening, <clears throat> I can feel really wiped out. And I mm -hmm. know that I'm that kind of person that I need some time, some downtime just to be still, to be calm, kind of um, to re, <laughs> what's the term? Uh, to recharge, recenter myself, but also recharge my batteries. And yeah. it's, so there are a lot of times where I will, um, I have found myself wanting to even just get out a drawing pad and start sketching, or I have a bunch of paint uh, palettes that I can, that are different sizes, canvases, uh, the flat canvases, not the ones that are stretched on a frame, but these flat canvases, and some of them are very, very small, but it's just enough for me to get out a few colors and just play around. And it's very cathartic. It's, it's such a good exercise to do that shift because during the day, I tend to have to be more left brain. It's a very strategic type job. It's very focused, very planned. Like things have to be very, very organized. And this is such a good way to do that switch over for me where I can mm -hmm. tune out my work day. And when I switch over to doing something much more creative, it helps me kind of expunge a lot of the energy that I've had to use to focus on my work. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do. I try. I'm not gonna say I'm successful every time because I'm certainly not. But I do try to on my way home from work decompress and and leave work mm -hmm. at work. Right. 
it's not easy and it I don't always do it but if I can get rid of 50% of my angst and anxiety and mm-hmm. just bad mood from leaving work and by the time I get home I'm ready to be attacked by my dog right which helps with the other 50% because <laughs> he just gets up there and all he wants to do is get up in my face yep. and let me know hey I'm glad you're home <laughs> right after about three minutes it's like feed me now right so, yeah, uh, you can meditate anywhere. And it's, and it's good for you. It's good for, the, it's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. Well, and I had that similar uh, situation, especially where I lived back in Massachusetts, because my commute was so long, so long in sense of time. <laughs> so when it takes you an hour, hour and a half to go eight miles <laughs> from mm-hmm. work to home, that was when that was my opportunity to decompress. You know, I could listen to some of my mindfulness podcasts or maybe even listen to a book or even just listen to music. That was my opportunity to decompress. Didn't have that as much here because my commute is so much quicker. But since COVID and I've been working from home, you know, my commute from work to home is five feet through that door. <laughs> so yeah. it has been I've struggled with this over the last year of really how do I delineate between being left-brained workday versus being right-brained at home, quote-unquote, or not doing work and when I can take that opportunity to meditate to if I wanted to read, like I said, or to draw or do something else or, or, and, paint. or, or to paint. And so I think that's where getting back into... Uh, the acrylics, because that's what you use primarily for intuitive painting. Because a lot of these critics, um, you can mix them so that they're pourable. And I know you've seen a lot of those videos where people pour onto oh, a flat yeah. canvas yeah. and they spin or they think, and they're amazing. And I think it's incredible. And it's such an easy way to express yourself because there's probably, you know, tens of thousands of different combinations of color and, and, you know how to express yourself and how to play with the paint and how to make different shapes and designs and styles any it's i think it's really easy for someone to pick that up yeah but the thing i like about intuitive painting and this is something else one of these articles talked about is it can really help you especially if you've been in a place especially over this last year if you've really struggled say with your mental health or or if you've been in an area geographically where you've gone back under lockdown, you know, more than once and you're really stuck at home. It's a way to kind of regain some self-esteem. It's to work on some of your mental health. It helps you because it is so free form and there's, there's no right or wrong to it. It's, it's a way to allow yourself to be creative and not have that negative voice, that critic in your head. It's just say, nothing's wrong with this. So if I want to mix orange and blue and brown and put spots all over it, it doesn't matter. It also really encourages you to get very tactile with it too. Like I said, um, they encourage you to even use your hands, use different texture, uh, use different tools other than paintbrushes. You know, you can use um, those painting knives, like palette knives. You can use, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, you know something they can scrape the paint across. You can use your fingers to actually finger paint on it. And some of these things, they're so bright and vivid, and you can really see where people have 
transitioned from almost some like real baby steps to like some really incredible pictures where you can see almost exactly what's going on in their mind and their state of mind at that time when they did that painting. You can see, oh, this yeah. person's very excited and they've got really bright colors, whereas someone might feel a little bit more, not necessarily melancholy, but they're like in a very calm, tranquil state. And so that gets reflected in the painting, but it can just be such an easy form of self-expression. Um, and it just allows you to be free with it. And it does not matter. Like I said, the, the, one of the key things you don't have to be good at painting to do this. It doesn't yeah. even matter. It could have literally be the first time you've ever tried painting and you just never know. It, you might start being able to express yourself in a way you had no idea would be, one, you might be very good at, and two, had no idea like what the benefits are for it. Um, yeah. You know, it allows you to be a little bit more risk creative, creatively. And you just think, wow, if, I, if I'm if i really getting a benefit out of painting, what else could I do? Um, yeah. It helps you feel a little bit more empowered. It helps you exercise your imagination, your creative juices. It allows you to find ways to block or unblock um, uh, the creative flow. A lot of people, myself included, uh, I grew up with this um, uh, a perfectionism mindset where regardless of what medium or type of um, artistic tool or form I was using, I had to have it right, right out the gate. Like I had to be that kind of person where I have to be able to do stippling perfect the first time I ever do it. I have to be able to take a beautiful snapshot the first time I ever do it. And mm -hmm. this is a way to say, you don't have to be good. In fact, you don't have to be good to anybody else but yourself. Um, yeah. It also trains you to be very aware of being present in the moment because your thoughts and your feelings and even maybe even physically how you feel is going to come translated out on, on the, into the painting itself. So it really helps you. Again, that's why they tell you to meditate first because if you get very centered, if you get very focused on not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, but being very present in the moment, it will help you so much to realize I can do anything I want to on this piece of paper or on this um, palette, and it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I was, I had something to say after, but now I forgot <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, that's because I had a puppy in my lap and he just <laughs> took my attention away. That's another form of therapy. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard this called imposter. Um, yeah, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yes, exactly. that's what I was trying to think as, of a few minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, as, as a graphic designer and as a mm -hmm. photographer, I deal with that all the damn time. Yeah. That imposter syndrome is just like unbelievably nerve-wracking. Um, I honestly, I would dare say probably the majority of us suffer that suffer from that to a degree. I, yeah. I know I did. As when I was reading about it, I just, I thought if there were, if there were 10 examples of what imposter syndrome was like, I probably ticked off seven or eight of them. And yeah. I think we all do. Some of the things that I, I was reading about this, about art therapy, uh, there are a lot of academic articles that talk about art therapy being used for everything from 
mental health to trauma recovery to PTSD for uh, a lot of our veterans who had have done several tours overseas, um, even to cancer patients, um, especially for um, young kids. Um, and there was one article, here it is, okay. There's an article by uh, a woman named Holly Tourette from Michigan State University, and she wrote an article called The Benefits Art Therapy Can Have on Mental and Physical Health. One of the things she talks about, she said, in more recent years, I'm just gonna read what she wrote because it's it, it's just so perfectly written. Talk about perfection. <laughs> she said, in, <laughs> in more recent years, researchers have explored the benefits of art therapy for treating a variety of physical health difficulties. Uh, some of their findings show that art therapy has helped reduce pain, decrease symptoms of stress, and improve the quality of life in adult cancer patients. Improves the ability to deal with pain and other frightening system symptoms in children with cancer. Reduces stress and anxiety. Stimulates mental function in older adults with dementia. Um, there's a reduction in depression for people with Parkinson's disease. She wrote a book called The Art Therapy Source Book. Um, oh, I'm sorry, this is another lady. A woman named Kathy, uh, uh, I think her last name is, I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, Malchiotti, it's M-A-L-C-H-I-O-D-I, Kathy Malchiotti, probably wrong, but it's a book called The Art Therapy Sourcebook, and she says that through art therapy, people may find relief from overwhelming emotions, crisis, or trauma. They may discover insights about themselves, increase their sense of well-being, enrich their daily lives through the creative process, expression, or experience personal transformation. Um, and it's just, I find that so incredible and so amazing. And even in just the, the little bit of painting that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, a lot of it, one, was just to get used to working with this medium again. Um, yeah. As many people know, if you've tried different types of, of mediums, whether it's um, charcoals or acrylic, or even like acrylic crayons, um, oil painting, water painting, there's a, you have to kind of get it back. It's like a, if you've stopped playing the piano for 10 years, you gotta get it back, you got that muscle memory back into your fingers and your hands. And so just trying to work with the brushes again, working with the texture, learning how to build up with the acrylic or even kind of water it down to make it more of a uh, kind of a wash on the painting. And, you know, then standing back and like, okay, do I like this? Do I want to keep going? And then I just keep reminding myself, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> you, can, you can paint over this whole thing and just start over anew. But even just taking you know half a day you know an afternoon on a weekend and just getting out the paints and i just i got just like a small set of paints a small set of brushes and some flat canvases and i just thought just start painting it doesn't matter how it turns out it doesn't matter what you do but it was so invigorating and so therapeutic and it almost made me feel like i had walked five miles like it just did something to kind of invigorate my brain and my creative processes. And it just gave me such a balance, a sense of balance, if that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It recentered you. It really did. I think the idea of using art therapy is something that I don't think it matters how good you are. I just, I wish so many more people would just go to an art store, go to Target, go to Hobby Lobby, doesn't matter, and just get. A set of basic paints, just start painting and see where it takes you. 
Oh yeah, uh, and you know the, the nice thing is it art's great. It doesn't have to be art. It could be anything. It could be woodworking. It could be photography. It could be working in your garage, exactly. working on your yard. Everybody needs to have. I think everybody should have that one thing where they can just go do it and recenter and refocus exactly and get their minds off of everything that's going on in the world because right now the world's kind of messed up to put it bluntly yeah um, and we need that escape and also if it's you, you need to let your brain well if you find it it's something that you brings your, you joy then yeah, exactly. bringing a little joy and a, and some color into your life quite literally yeah yeah you just everybody I think everybody needs to find what they what makes them step out of reality and go someplace where they don't have to think about what's going on. You don't have to think about bills, you don't have to think about taxes, politics. COVID. God, everything that's going yeah, everything that's going on. Uh, right now for me that's watching all the Marvel movies, which I finally finished. <laughs> well done, sir. That was my escape from reality, thank you. Uh that was my escape from reality, and I've slowly started to get back into photography, black and white photography. But I agree with what you're saying about having to relearn how to do something. I've taken an older camera and made it basically a black and white camera. So all I'm shooting with that is black and white, and I've, I have forgotten a lot of the techniques that you need to use to get proper exposure, composition, and whatever. Uh, and it's fun relearning that stuff. Frustrating at times, but I know the end result's going to be something that I like. And that's the important thing. It's going to be something I like. And it's for me and nobody else. So if people don't like it, doesn't that's, matter. that's fine. It I don't care. It doesn't matter what I'm they think. I'm doing this for me. Exactly. Not, yeah, I'm doing this for me, not them. Interesting subject, madam. Well, I just, I found it really intriguing. And I think intuitive painting is something that could benefit just about anybody who tried it. I really do. So for our listener. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's four now. So it just, you can. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe two if we subtract you and me. There you go. But if you just Google intuitive painting, uh, it, there's so much online to look at it. There are so many resources, at least to give you an idea of of how to begin and how to go about it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's it's just free form. It's a free form of a free form expression. So I encourage it for everyone. Yeah. And there you have it. Yeah, excellent. And there you go. And there you go. There, that was very interesting. I, I and I learned something too. So I'm. You know, I learned something new today. So we're ending the podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) After just yammering for about, oh, I don't know, five, ten minutes. You're like, I cannot get this bitch to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, that was a very interesting uh, topic, and I did did learn quite a bit. I'm glad. uh, I hope people out there give it a try. Because I think it could be helpful for a lot of people. I, I uh, think in this, if with everything that's going on in our current environment, just not not just in this country but around the world, I think, like I said, it's such a it seems like such a basic idea, 
but the benefits would pay off, you know, a hundred times over. Definitely. Most definitely. All right, my friend. All right, sir. It's that time. Yep. And uh, excellent show. Until the next time, which, like I said, we don't know when it's going to be. Next time will be sometime. (laughs) Yeah. The next time is sometime. We do need to end because my dog is staring at me, and I think he needs to go outside. Gotcha. Because he just ate dinner before we started. Well, he's the mascot, so it would well be within his right to call an end to it. (laughs) To tell tell me what to do. Right, exactly. And he's not only the mascot, but he's pretty much my boss here in the house. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Until next time, everybody, please be good to each other. Uh, Remember, peace, love, and compassion. It's a good thing. And uh, Be safe and be kind. Exactly. We'll see you next time. 